0: Welcome back to another episode of the First Year Out podcast, where we talk entrepreneurship, monetizing your passion, and ultimately being a creative in business. I am your host, Dom Witherspoon. If this is your first time here, make sure you drop a comment below and let me know what you think of this episode. Today, I am sitting with a fellow creative in business. Jennifer, how are you doing, Jennifer?
1: I am feeling fantastic, even with my sciatica acting up, but I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Of course, of course. So currently I am the creative director, I'm the graphic designer for Light by Design Magazine and also Stigula Success Mastery. So they are my bigger biggest contract at the moment. And I'm also currently subcontracting with the San Diego Business Journal here in San Diego.
0: Okay, so what do you what do you do at these different establishments? I'm duh.
1: <laughs> I am a graphic designer. I'm a freelance graphic designer. <laughs>
0: I'm curious about something, just off rip. If if you're doing all these different things with different companies, you're contracted with them, but you're still considered a freelancer.
1: Of course, that's what a freelancer is. We're, we're, we we are free and lancing. I don't know if that that's that's the definition. No, it's, it's just a freelance contractor. That means you're not specifically tied to a certain company. So as a contractor, you can contract with other companies. If that makes sense. It does.
0: It does. It does make sense. Um, question. How did you get into graphic design?
1: Okay, so I've always been—I've always been in the art, if that makes sense. And I think um, whoever's listening here, who's an artist out there, growing up, art has been part of their being, and they don't know how to explain it, but they've been doodling, drawing, painting, enjoying museums, things of that nature, just because it's in their heart—the art. So. For me, as, as a young child, I've always been, like, so interested in it. And for me, growing up, one of, that's one of the ways for me to voice my pers- myself, if that makes sense. Because, uh, side note, I, I'm, I'm Asian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I grew up in a very strict household, meaning there's really one rule, is to follow, You know? (laughs) There's no such thing as what's your opinion? Mm. What do you think? Uh Uh-uh. There's no such thing. So for me, not having a uh, physical voice, which I can actually interact Mm. with authority, like, you know, just conversating, having opinion, that was not even an option for me. So art became my way of, I guess, to vent my voice. Okay. So that's kind of how I started in art. And then... When P- computer came in, the picture. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Corel Draw. <laughs> I mean, if you guys yep, know that yep. the software Corel Draw. Um, just been involved in the computer, and also I'm a nerd, so I love computers. So that's kind of kind of art and technology blended, and that's graphic design.
0: Okay, so when you first started doing actual graphic design on a computer, what were some of the things that you created?
1: I think, I don't know if you guys are familiar with stationaries. Because
0: <laughs> everything <is> electronic.
1: Because <laughs> you have like an image and then you print and then you use it as your, as your notepad, you know. So mm. for me, my first dabble into, we call it clip art. Yep. <laughs> yep. You guys can still remember clip art. But, and... You know, making the, the image big enough that it becomes a stationary and you use that to write things. So that that was the beginning of graphic design for me. You did that just for yourself? Yeah, because I'm 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 a very, I could say, quote unquote, sentimental. Like I like doing things, uh, that that I make. Right. Yeah. Like that would be my letter cards, writing letters, um, drawing something for someone. That's always been my way to give. Is my art.
0: Got it, got it. That's dope. Clip art, that's different. I wanna thought about clip art. I know uh, when I started doing graphic designing, I do some graphic design. When I started doing graphic designing, I was doing like cover art because back then everybody made music. So, oh, I was designing like MySpace banners and stuff like that. But yeah, that's dope. Clip art, that's different. It's simple. Clip <laughs> art. Okay. Um, when did you decide it was time for you to go from just creating for yourself to actually? Maybe you could monetize your passion and make some money off of this.
1: So what's nice is when you become open to opportunities and really open up your eyes to your environment, then you'll actually notice and realize realize what people will need. So because I, I'm i now in the space of entrepreneurs, business owners, there's so much need of it yep. that I was like, oh, my gosh, I love to do this. <laughs> I can I can I can solve your problem.
0: Yep. It's all about solutions at the end of the day. Right. And
1: for me, visual comes easy. I, I, like my eyes can see small details of space. Like like positioning um what I love to learn more of and want to be master in is typography. Hmm. Like the art in text. I think that's that's something very special. Um so yeah, so just being around The need just really got me to do it full
0: time. So were you around it naturally or is it something that you sought out specifically?
1: (laughs) Okay, so I I have my own little tribe, right? Okay, Um, yeah. And this is the best question that I ask my people. What do people usually run to you for help for? That means that's what you're naturally good at and that's what they see you good at. Without you telling them what you do and what you're good at. So that specific question is a great start to change your passion to profit. Because if you're naturally good at something, you, you you then like it. So then you keep doing it because that makes you happy. So people start asking me, hey, Jen, what what do you think about this? They start asking me for for artistic point of view. And then that's kind of started... You know, when people get frustrated, can you just do it for me? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, That's I a can. That's the convenience factor again. Yes, I can. I hope that answered your question.
0: You said they, they came to you naturally. Yeah. Now, I want to know, like, obviously, at some point, even if people are coming to you naturally, you still have to position yourself in a way so people will want to come to you.
1: Oh, yes. Okay, okay. So when I talk about environment, one is one naturally they come to you. But also being intentional. And then the number one thing for me as an artist is to be exposed. (laughs) Because I cannot be a secret artist. Right, right. Nobody knows my talent. Nobody knows what I do. So the number one key, and I think, and I think, I really think a lot of creative is lacking, is consistent networking. Your network is your net worth. Without networking, I wouldn't have land, the magazine, I wouldn't have land
0: contracts, big contracts without networking how do you find these different events Are is there any type of way that you would advise people to begin networking if they haven't done it before
1: oh yeah absolutely I, I was just talking uh last night with uh one of our members i asked okay before you network know exactly who you're networking for because there's a lot of groups there's a lot of meetups if you can just type in meetup there's so much but the question is who do you know will need your service? Then you need to go to that network because you already know they need you. Right. You just need to show up and say, hey, you have a problem. I'm here. I can solve it. Whatever that is for you. So is that easy? At first, it's nothing is never easy at first. Uh, but the more you do it, the more you become familiar with it. You become more conf- confident. And then it becomes natural.
0: And people start to recognize you from seeing you over and over again. Right. Keep being, exposing yourself. Right. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this. Let's say you have a creative in business who decide they're going to go in business with their creative endeavors. And they, they're going to different networking events. They're rubbing elbows with all the people that they think are the right people from, from however they narrow down their lists. When, when do you ask for a sale? Do you ask for a sale? Oh yeah,
1: all the time. (laughs) You're asking sale by being you. It's 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 fascinating. There are times when people okay, let me rephrase that. People watch. People see. People, they might not you might not say anything. They might not say anything. They already know if they want to work with you or not. Because of your being. Are we talking energy? It's 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 energy, it's everything. It's it's how you carry yourself. It's how you carry how you yourself. Speak to others. How do you speak to others? Um, so it's just a matter of when they open their mouth, then you have a solution, then you offer it. But I think here's the thing. Asking for it doesn't have to be do you want to do business with me now? No, it doesn't have to be that ask. It could have been like, "Hey, I would love to see more of your brand. What's your website? A closing could just be an action moving towards a close. So I'm I'm always closing but not closing.
0: <laughs> I, I need you to <laughs> explain that further.
1: Here's an example. Let's say it's like dating. Oh my gosh, it's like dating. <laughs>
0: You sound like you just had an epiphany. <laughs> no, it,
1: business is like dating. Okay. So, if, yep. for you guys, for 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 women out there and men out there, business is just like dating. Uh, you want to be exposed. You have to know how to present yourself. You have to have the right uh, background, whatever that may be. That who you want to attract. Because if you want to attract a successful individual, then you have to ask yourself, "Am I?" Right. So going back to the <laughs> the asking for the sale. As long, because uh, there's, av- there's a study, it takes about six, about six average, six touch points before a sale is closed. So for me, I touch point multiple times. But naturally, people will also know if you're doing it naturally or if you're doing it systematically. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: It does. That that kind of reminded me of, um. I don't know why I had a flashback to going to the networking event. And you could tell the people that are there just to get to know other business owners and you could tell the people that are there shoving their business cards and everybody in hand just trying to make a sale.
1: Yes. So for me, and 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 this is what our core in business is, you give value first. Right. You constantly give value because the more you give value, naturally people want to give back. Naturally. but it But giving back is not even just giving back because there's a return. Because if I have a need and you can provide it, me hiring you is me giving back, but really it's for both of us. Right, right. So then it's, it becomes a win-win situation. So then you build a long, long relationship based on that interaction in a consistent level.
0: Okay. I kind of I like that you brought that up just now because, all right, it's not like I'm coming to you to do a favor for me. I'm paying you for your service. You're going to provide the service. We're both happy. That got me thinking about pricing services as creatives and I know like um, sometimes it's creatives because we start, so, we start off doing it for free. We start off doing it for the love. If you need it, I got it. I can do it. And that's just how it is. And when you move into the business side of it, I think we undervalue our services because maybe maybe because we started off that way, well, we, we wasn't charging anything. and not, And now I think like when creatives go into these different business situations, they undervalue themselves because they feel like this person is doing me a favor by paying me for my art. And I just wanna know if you could speak on that a oh, little bit.
1: I would love to. I would love to. Because as an artist, and, and let's step back a little bit. As an artist, we've, investing, we've been investing in ourselves from the moment we create art. From art supplies, from the time spent on practicing, from all the softwares and all the things that, that would inc- you know, increase your knowledge of your art. There's always an investment.
0: Time spent.
1: Time spent. And the biggest example of this illustration, so people can understand, whoever is listening and watching, I recently went back to college for a summer course on modern art. You know, it's kind of cool. I enjoyed it. It's like I haven't been back to college in so long. So it was a great experience. But what I had an epiphany was the college professor spent easy six, seven years. Easy six, seven years to learn and gave me the best top picks in that six weeks. Do you see what I mean? Like someone spent seven years of figuring things out, what's best for me to intake. And I have it for that six weeks. For me, I appreciate that person so much. So now for us creatives, think of the years and hours of what we put into our skills to shortchange ourselves, to not charge for what we are worth. You know, and and that's one. So one, you really have to understand the the investment of time and effort and money that you've already put in yourself. And now you're just giving them a project and pour in to a project that you've learned for years. So that's value. That's worth. Okay, that's one. The second thing that help with, you know, not underchanging yourself is you actually would love to look at other artists and you can actually see like, oh, my goodness, my stuff is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) And they're charging that much. Oh, heck no. Yeah. No, 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 no. And you have to expose yourself to that and, and, and experience that because then you'll know, oh, my gosh. I put so much more, more, more passion, more love, more expertise and more thought into my art and my project. Oh, my gosh, it's worth It's worth it. Yes. But it has to be worth it in both parties. Does <laughs> that agree. make sense? It does. So it, does. it has to it has to be always a win win. But no, there's no such thing. I really, truly believe <laughs> there's no such thing as free. There's always an exchange of value, one way or the other. But it doesn't have to be monetary all the time. But as artists, we need to start thinking monetarily.
0: I think another another problem is that, let's say I can edit a video in about an hour, right? And I'm like, it's only an hour. Like, it's not too much time. Whatever, like, just give me whatever. But all the time, like you said, like it took time for me to be able to do that in an hour. So that must be taken into account. I think I read something... I read something. It was like, let's say you're a homeowner. This homeowner had a problem with their fridge. They called somebody out to fix the fridge. They couldn't figure out what the problem was, and that was that. They called somebody else out, and the person who came out ended up charging them, let's say, $500 to screw a bolt or something. And they're like, yo, you, <laughs> yo, you, you only screwed that bolt? Like, like, what are you charging me for, for real? And it's like all the experience. It took me 10 years to know how to screw that bolt in these five minutes. So, yeah, that needs to be accounted for all the time that you spent on learning and developing your craft. And I just wanted to add, I know I talked about
1: the two points. My third point I wanted to add to kind of full circle, this value. You also would want to look for people that value you. Yes. Okay. Again, you have to find clients that will value you. Because what I've noticed, the people that value work also value others. I've seen people that value work. They they appreciate investing into that value for you because they understand it. Because I know as an artist, you probably experience different kinds of people, like people that always just want to be free. And you'll see people that's willing. Yes. Very willing because they understand and those are the people you want you want to work with.
0: That goes back to your positioning. Like, I don't want to work with nobody that's, always trying to negotiate on something. Because then those are the same person that you'll give the discount to and then they want a million re-edits for free. Nah son
1: <laughs> No serious. Um I I think all creatives can can attest to that that the the clients that pays premium are the easiest clients to work with. Hands down. Hands freaking down. And and there are times where I know I shouldn't be working with that person but because i'm like okay 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 but guess what happened it was not as smooth as, as <laughs> i hoped it would be but you know we're still willing because that's just because we, we love work. what we do yes but no definitely premium <laughs> people are just a premium experience
0: okay so what will be some of, what do you think will be some of the circles that should be infiltrated in Same order again? to like what are what are some of the networking events how how can we find the people that will be willing and able to pay for our services and for, for what, the, what the value is that we provide? So it's, it's always very
1: important to do your research. Research. So here's an example. Um, for me, I focus on influencers, speakers, people that want to be seen. So we know that they're always willing to invest. So for instance, um, you, for instance, your company that does videos. So then you have to ask who are, would need and would want this service and that would also invest that they won't see as a cost, but they see it as an investment. So first you got to ask that question and then you ask, where are they at? <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense? It does. For me, it's a little bit easier because we do a lot of events. We do, uh, you know, we're we always working with amazing covers and influencers. So I'm already in that space. So if you're not in that space yet, look for them and be in it. Be exposed. If, if real estate is about location, 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 for business owners and entrepreneurs, it's about exposure, exposure, exposure.
0: You can't sell anything if people don't know you exist. <laughs> Respect. Um, so at which point do you think that as a creative we should get into marketing or promoting our, our craft or our services? like paying for promotion?
1: Mm. So I'm still a believer of uh, if you can promote without investing, that's the route to go. Okay. Okay? And once you do have the extra investment from your business, then money going back to your business, then I would really strongly recommend uh, social media just because that's where the new game is. But you just need to really word it so then they would want to see you. That's why it's so important to work with I know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do I'm gonna say this. Subliminal subconscious is so powerful. You just have to know how to talk to that person. Even though you're talking to the person, you really wanna talk to the subconscious of that person, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Okay.
0: That's, that, I think that kinda ties back into the providing value thing for people. Like as long as you provide value for them, even if you're not selling, they still they know who you are. They get the uh they get an idea for who you are as a person and your character. And when when something does come up if they don't need your services right away, then you be you're top of mind because you've been providing value all this time.
1: Of course. And added to that, but because you're tapping through their subconscious, you can actually ask. For the sale? for the sale <laughs> how do you do
0: that what does that look oh, like oh gosh
1: that that that's that's a that's a long conversation um words are powerful i just wanted to say that that words are powerful
0: i know there's lists on Google. you could google the, <laughs> you could google the words that you should use in your sales pitch to activate uh different parts of, of the brain and your consumers
1: right because naturally the brain works without us wanting to to work it's weird it's like it just autopilots the best example is you go home you drive home but you don't really realize you drove home but you got home yeah that's what i'm saying about (laughs) the subconscious right so even though um you're not conscious about it it's 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 activated it's it's constant so that's where going to the subconscious with your words because we have ears we hear Either we process it or we don't, our subconscious processes it. So that's why it's very important for any creatives to also study the business side. Yes. Because there's always two parts of everything. There is the business and your art. And it, 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 it happens, you got to have both.
0: If that makes sense. It does make sense. To all the creative and business right there listening to this podcast, you got to learn the business of your creative. You have to. If you're looking to monetize your passion, otherwise it'd just be a hobby
1: right and and for me, I think it's a, it would be a great move to like not just settle for a hobby because deep inside in your soul you know that's what you want to do and make a living out of so why 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 not answer to that call and just decide to just move with it? because right now we are, we are in this era that there's so much information that you really literally can do anything you want and make money. It's fascinating. It's the power of the global market. It's it's powerful. Yeah. So my 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 um encouragement to any creative here is let's not settle for it for just being a hobby. Because if this is something we love to do, why not love it that it's also the way we make a living.
0: I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. And if it's something that you don't know, if you're afraid, I think people are, like, lacking confidence. Like, I do this for fun. I love what I do. The people around me, they tell me I'm great. I think that I'm great. But I don't really know if I I have the talent to act for people to pay for this. So how do you get that confidence when you feel like, hey, look, nah, nah, (laughs) I know what this is worth. So this is what I
1: love what you're doing right now. Because you are already starting that voice for them. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope so. Because you just really need someone to believe in you for you to move. Mm. And this space right now is that seed. So if whoever is listening right now, they already have a seed in their heart that that's the route that they're going but now that you're having more artists and creatives here that are successful, then we're already planning the seed that mm. if we can, they can too. Yes,
0: let's build a community.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm super excited because I know uh, one of our cover for the magazine, uh, she's a gangsta, gangstar. <laughs> she's cool. Devana Simpson. So um, her also her passion is to help creatives be freaking successful in their creatives. That's Business-wise. Yeah. So, um, I'll definitely keep you posted on that because that's San Diego that's here and I'm for sure going to be part of that because I I would love to end the notion of starving artists. Yes, let's do that, please. Hashtag end starving (laughs) artists. This mantra, this stereotype. No, let's end it. Yes. Because if you look at everything, everything is art. This mic right now that we're talking to, somebody designed this darn thing. That is true. Everything has design. Hmm. Now, who's designing
0: these things? They're getting paid. Oh my goodness. I wonder who's. Are they artists? (laughs) Creatives, huh? (laughs) Heller. Yes. So,
1: anyway, so I think um, just being able to hear this and be in this space is a great start. But for sure, for sure. I'm going to share, share with you if there's anything I would want to, uh, if I can go back in time. Okay. That go. I would tell myself. There's two things. Okay. One, find a mentor in the space you want to be in. That's already successful. Yes. Okay, that's one. Find a mentor. Because every successful person I know has a mentor.
0: I'm looking for a mentor right now, as a matter of fact. So if you know somebody.
1: Second, outsource sooner. Huh. Outsource Sooner creatives, I know it's going to be tough. You're going to have to lose control. But there's a way to control and lose control at the same time. This is about time. Oh yeah, it's powerful. It's now it's that's another that's another chat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, get a mentor and outsource sooner. That would be that would be my two um advice to myself
0: if I can go back in time. Get a Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Yes. Let's do this
1: world a favor. Let's do this world a favor. You've seen it. I've seen it. We've seen people go to work and not like each day. Mm. Now imagine a world where everybody do what they love to do and imagine how much energy and vibrancy that would bring to anyone and everyone. So for us creatives to change our hobby into a passion, into a profit we're literally changing the world because if you're happy with what you're doing the world will see it so please do the world the favor do what you love and make a living out of it
0: thank you thank you thank you for that thank you for coming on to the show I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your expertise because there's things that I want to know and honestly this show it kind of helps me as well. For one, I give like updates on what I've done throughout the week between recording episodes. And when I'm when I didn't finish something, it kind of holds me accountable to making sure that I get it done before the next week. And then on top of that, I'm able to sit down with people like yourself and I get to ask the questions that I want to know the answer to. So it's, it's providing value for me. I hope it's providing value to the listeners as well. Um, if you made it this far in this episode, share it with your friends if you found some value I'm down with this phone. Thank you again, Jennifer. And this is the First Year Out Podcast.